What's up, everybody? And on this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we discuss the NFL uh, and what steps they may be taking to reopen the league. And well, not so much reopen the league, but just the steps they may be taking to ensure that Patriots can be at, uh, at games and how teams will be safe. We also talk about the NBA, uh, the seedings, uh, how things are going to be handled, and uh, next steps for the NBA, and also. There's a small little tidbit about Zion. Is he in trouble? Or is he going to get beat? That's how I worry. Make sure you guys tune in for this before the video, guys, on the sports. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. I'm back. I was on hiatus. I ain't going to lie. I wasn't doing shit. I was asleep. I was tired. I don't know what the hell they told you last week, but a brother was tired and I just wasn't up to it. I'm no liar. I don't know what the hell they be doing when they be taking off, but I'm no liar. <laughs> Sorry. To I, said you, I said you want to sign it, but if you're going to go with that line, have at it. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to say anything. I just, whatever happens, happens at this stage. That's how I see it. Hello. <laughs> Hello, my friend. Uh, hey, what's up, fellas? What's going on with you guys? Nothing. Just chilling. Drinking a bud. I just saw that commercial. Bust that laugh. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, that's funny that they brought that back. That was nice. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I know it's another week. I know I missed out on some things, but what I didn't miss out was uh, all of the protesting that's going on across America. And the NFL's, the NFL players brought out a very, very solid, uh, what's a good word for it? Uh, a very noteworthy video of a group of players in the NBA. Sorry, excuse me, NFL. Uh, talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter, if they were George Floyd, et cetera. And I'm sure this was discussed last week. And uh, which prompted the NFL to, a.k.a. Uh, Adele, to come out and drop a little video supporting Black Lives Matter and, you know, NFL doing everything that they, in their presence to make sure that uh, they support the Black Lives Matter and the Black Lives uh, movement. And... Uh, he said everything right, but he didn't mention a certain somebody that was blackballed out of the NFL a couple of years ago based off the same thing that they're now agreeing upon. Uh, so what is you guys' take of Goodell and NFL? I'm just going to say that Goodell, I don't think the, the owners have anything to do with this crap. I don't, I don't think they even want to touch it. But um, what are you guys' take on this? Do you think it was heartfelt? Uh, do you think it was uh, something that he meant or is this something that he had to say because the players put him on the spot? Well, to put some context around all of this, uh, you know, let's let's say all the series of events that that, that occurred. Uh, apparently, there was a rogue um, NFL um, employee that decided to send something to um, I can't remember. It might have been Malcolm Jenkins. It was Malcolm Jenkins in regards to doing like a video or something, or or did you want to get your voice out there? You know, and he said, sure. And he sent them a couple of things, things they can go by script or come up with their own format, how do you want to do it? And he called one person, another person called another person. Before you know it, they had, what, it was about 10 or somewhere around there, players that made the video mm -hmm. and got put out there. After that, that's when Roger Goodell came out and said what he said, which I, which I found extremely interesting because... Up until this time, he never said whether he was in favor or whether he was not in favor of the protest. Even going back to when it initially started, he kind of, you know, wasn't saying too much, but he was taking all the hits um, from all the players and media and and even the, even Trump shot him a, you know, a nasty tweet. So, so now he comes out and he's kind of went rogue, in my opinion, and um, – Oh, hey, you know, we got it wrong. The NFL got it wrong about the protest. The NFL got it wrong about, you know, black, you know, Black Lives Matter, about police brutality. And, you know, we are now here for the players and we stand behind, you know, 
you know, you know, all eyes, you know, black lives matter, yada, yada, yada. And so when you hear that, it comes off to be extremely disingenuous because if you were for this, and I understand the owners are the ones that actually pay a salary and you have to answer to them. Um, but step on that ledge. If you were really, you know, for it, then you should have been like, well, bump the owners. You know, I'm for it. Now, would you have been on that line with Colin Kaepernick not having a job? We don't know. Maybe you got, went and got your contract renewed, which was occurring a, a year after all this stuff came down. So maybe he was keeping his mouth shut so he can get his contract renewed. We don't know. We don't, but to me, I, I agree. He didn't say the word, you know, it's kind of hard to take him, you know, seriously okay. if it's genuine, but you know, you want to hear the owners kind of say this. And some people are saying, we want to hear from the owners. We want to hear from Jerry Jones. If Jerry Jones to come out and all of a sudden saying, I'm down for players kneeling and I'm down for Black Lives Matter and, you know, yada, 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 I'll find that a fake because he was very staunch about his players will not kneel for the NF, you know, for the national anthem. He was very staunch about what his players are not going to do and what they are going to do. So if you are expecting Jerry Jones to come out and say something going against that, and if he did say something against that, I'd be like, you're lying through your, your white teeth. Um, Actions speak louder words, in my opinion. If anybody has truly had a change of heart, then give Colin Kaepernick a legitimate shot, not that farce of a, you know, training camp he had several months ago. Um, but as we have said before, they're not going to say that because they had a collusion case that kind of got swept underneath the rug. They gave Malcolm Jenkins, who, oddly enough, is now still coming out and talking about his problems, a lot of money to shut him up. So, and where's Jay-Z? Because you came right out there with Roger Goodell and straight up bold face and said, oh, the time for protest is over. It's time for other things. Guess what, Jay-Z? No, the fuck it ain't. <laughs> and you took their money just like Malcolm Jenkins did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even say anything at this point. Like, there's nothing else to even say. <laughs> Bottom line. Um, I, I completely agree with everything that Smooth just said. Mm -hmm. I mean... There's nothing else you can even add at this at this stage. Pretty much. <laughs> Next stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I did intend to suck all the air out there, but that was that's been sitting in my crawl for for about a week. <laughs> I, I can't even be mad. Cannot even be mad at that. Oh yeah, shit. Well, I have a question. So so what is your guys' opinions? Do you think there's gonna be kneeling now for the national anthem um, when the new season starts off? And if so, how widespread do you guys think it will be? I think it will be. How long it lasts? I don't know. Um, but I think it will be. Uh, just because Adrian Peterson already came out and said he was going to. He's just the first one to come out there and do it. I, and I have to assume all those players that took part in that video in one shape or form will do something. But it has to be a collective effort. It has to be the NFL. It has to be, even has to be those non-African-Americans who may or may not be on the fence with what's going on, but they have to show some, some, some form of solidarity and join forces, even if it eats at them a little bit just because they're the minority and if they're shown, you know, not kind of agreeing with the, with the group, then it may look, it may look down upon them to say, okay, well, obviously they, they're not down for the cause. So it could go back to the whole thing where when this was a big topic a couple years ago, where they're saying those who were not in agreement could stay in the locker room until after the national anthem had then come out. So you might find some players might do that. If they're going to go out there and kneel and do whatever, then you'll just find the rest of the team that just come out later after the fact. But then that just goes to show the same damn thing too. So I don't know. I, I, if it's not done uniformly and it's not done across the league 
as something that the players will do, then I don't think that they should go ahead and do it because it's going to look spotty and then it's just going to be a bunch of, a bunch of talk and a bunch of rhetoric. Um, I will say this, it's going to be interesting to see how they, they do respond. I'm in agreement with you, I mean, Ace, um, I think that majority of the players is going to kneel. Um, I think that there was a lot of voice. Unfortunately, it's just going to be the repeating cycle of when Colin Kaepernick started. There's going to be people who's going to be in the disagreement of him. There are going to be people who's going to be in disagreement of the kneeling. It's, to be honest, I'm more curious to see, I know the players, we have an idea the players is going to kneel. I'm more curious to see what the owners have to say about this because they're going to be until be that's going to determine about the NFL. I, I get Roger Goodell doing what he needs to do, you know, to stay face. I, I understand that. But to be honest, it really lies within the owners. If the owners come now and do, if they join in agreement with the players, then you know it's serious. If the owners don't take it seriously and go back to saying, hey, you can't kneel or whatever the case may be, or we're going to find you if you kneel or whatever the case may be, then it's still going to be the same recurring cycle all over again. The NFL may have made their point across. And to be honest, it's good that the players even made their point across because let's be honest, when they first did it, no one didn't say nothing. Um, they were so more worried about their salaries or what would happen if they start doing it. Will they be blacklisted? But it's good to see that all the NFLs is coming together, the players is coming together in a form of unit. Because we talked about this, like you said before, when Kyle Kaepernick, where are the players that were in agreement with what he was trying to do? How come there was no solidarity back then when Kyle Kaepernick was the odd person, the only person that was being ostracized about by this so we have to be in a point where we have to give them some credit but to be honest this credit should have been done when it first happened um i'm just it's unfortunate that now this is happening but hopefully there's more solidarity behind this the players that need to do it know what i mean that's going to take a knee there should be like you said Ace, there needs to be a team effort it has to be something uniform otherwise you're going to repeat the same thing over again and nothing's going to get – nothing really is going to be good out of it. Like, if the NFL – we talked about this, about about them, about this with the players against the union. I mean, the, the owners, that's where this lies. And hopefully the NFL gets it. Roger Dell is the the, 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 uh, the main head figure of the NFL – but the owners need to be in agreement as well. Otherwise, it, it's just going to be the same cycle over again. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get real slick and just say, you know, for shits and giggles, no national anthem will be played at all. Um, so that way they won't have to even worry about that even occurring. Um, so don't be surprised if that, if that thing comes out, um, and then that just negates the worry about people kneeling for whatever you just don't have it. And then you just go about your business. But, um, mm -hmm. I'm with you, Ace, if you're going to do it, if everyone is, you know, there's all this energy that we have right now is for, you know, protesting and, you know, everyone appears to be for the most part feeling the same way, or at least sympathetic to the cause now where they were three or four years ago. I'm not going to get all that, but everyone seems to be more sympathetic to the cause now. Then do some solidarity. If you're going to kneel, everybody kneel. If not, then it's going to look, it'll be very spotty. But I think it'll probably be a lot more people willing to step out on that ledge now than they were a couple of years ago. Um, then it might be a case of not who's kneeling. It's going to be more so of who's not kneeling. And that's what you're going to be looking at. So... Um, but if they're going to do it, like I wrote you Ace, everybody do it. I agree. But they also had to, and, but this is go back to with the owners, because if that's the case, does they still implement what they implemented before when Colin Kaepernick, didn't they implement some type of rule that they would be fined or penalized if anybody would kneel mm -hmm. at this age? So yeah. the first thing that the owners need to do is let go of that, you know, release that that rule or and and make sure that the, it's okay for the i mean for the players to kneel because if they haven't done that then 
I'll probably, it'll be interesting to see what players deal. Um, but the owners will still have to do something in that regard. Like, they have to put something out there to say, you know what, I know we put a rule together. Um, these, I mean, you know, in regards to kneeling, we're going to remove that rule, you know, because it's everybody. Somebody has to put something out there to take the next step. The players did what they needed to do as far as voice their opinion and came together. It's time for the owners to do the same thing. Because if the owners are not in agreement of it, you're still going to have that split. I agree. I agree. But the question is, what will the owners do this time around? Are the owners more concerned about if they allow this to happen, the amount of money that they're going to lose? Or do they care about the players and how they feel about social justices against African-Americans, against police brutality, amongst other things? The owner's all about, you know, the bottom line, the dollar bill at the end of the day, you know, irregardless of what the players feel or don't feel about it. They're just worried about the money. So I think a lot of them were getting, you know, some heat with some, you know, angry emails and letters from their fan base talking about, you know, we're not going to support this product and we're not going to buy any season tickets. Yeah, right. Um, you know, to your players, their players nil. So I think a lot of them owners made decisions based on what they thought was going to happen to their bottom line and they're going to lose money by having their players stand necessarily gaining any money and a lot of owners probably just didn't want to rock the boat so they just follow suit or just didn't say anything um this go around ace you have a it feels this feels way more different now than it did a couple of years ago so i think you might get a lot of pressure but i want to see how this energy carries on when you get to august and september are people going to still be out there protesting are people still going to be very adamant about how they feel about this and i think the owners will probably either go with the flow and say go ahead or they might be a little bit more steadfast if you start seeing a lot of your, you know, patrons saying, well, I'm not going to buy season tickets. Flip side of that is they may or may not have any people in the stands. So that might be a moot point. So they might be a little bit more willing to go against the grain because they're not going to necessarily lose a whole lot of money because they're not going to have players or players at all, period, come um, from the regular season. Well, um, I just hope that all this energy, all this momentum, all of this that we're seeing today, uh, the protesting, you know, the, the, the irregard of the coronavirus, because I'm curious about how these numbers are going to spike now that it's been two weeks since this, these protests start. And how many people might have gotten sick because they is in this crap and then we're back to square one all over again. That's my biggest fear. You know what I mean? I, I, I appreciate everybody being out there and doing what they're doing, you know, but I just wish they were a little bit more, mm. they practice a little bit more safer engagements. <laughs> I mean, you could protest, but maybe just put a mask on them, nothing else. You know what I mean? This, you may not, you got to get away. You, can't, you, you don't want to wear gloves, obviously. It's hot. And I understand the masks don't make things any easier, but it's just, just crazy. But I just hope that all this momentum that folks out there risking their, their well-being, that when it comes to August and September, that the overall feel and momentum that this has started doesn't kind of, you know, disappear and then it's like left for nfl to sit there and bear that burden and then the, that's when the the owners are going to come down with the, the iron fist and you do this or else and then they're going to just bitch up because they're going to want their money <laughs> and then it's right back all over yep it's the same cycle all over again and mm -hmm. that's what's scary about this like i get it like this seems different than what it was before but at the end of the day you got to do more. And that's what I was saying in regards to the ownership, because if ownership doesn't get on board with it, 
NFL is going to be right back to where it was again. And it's unfortunate because at the end of the day, Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. I mean, at this point, I don't know if he is going to get one, but it's just the fact that, like, everything will be the status quo all over again. Football season is going to start with the same thing. Nothing has changed in the NFL or, in, in this case, any pro sports. There's things that have changed, which is, you know, shocking. We could talk about a little bit later. But for the most part, with the NFL, if nothing has changed and the ownership is not on board, Roger Goodell seems like he's on a board. So if the ownership doesn't get on board, then it's, it doesn't go nowhere. The biggest question, the biggest elephant in the room is, with all this talk of Colin Kaepernick, does he take a job? Or does he stay and continue his activism that he's been doing and call it a day? That's a big question. I mean, you know, you know, call a spade a spade. He has been out of the NFL for a couple of years, but then again, you know, what was the dude's name from the 49ers? No. Dallas Cowboys was an Alden Smith that was out of the league for a couple of years mm -hmm. and he got a job back. So if he can get a job back and he left under worse, worse <laughs> circumstances, <Right. laughs> worse. And, and he got a job real quick, you know, you know, who knows? Uh, but I will say this, though. I mean, because we one thing that we learned from Colin Kaepernick's last quote-unquote practice session, like, there's going to be some – it's going to have to be a give and take there. If he really wants a job, he's going to have to accept some things. Like, you can't really call the shots if you don't have a job. So you're going to have to be in a position that if he really – and, you know, like I said, that's if he really wants – to be back in the NFL. It's not always about, you know, the teams looking for him. He also got to make an effort to reach out to those teams as well and do it the right way, not just on your terms, but on the NFL, uh, some of the teams' terms as well. I mean, you see a amount of people that still don't have a job as a quarterback, Cam Newton, for example, and you don't see him trying to fight for, you know, try to do things his own way to try to get a job. Well, but my point is, is that you're going to have to meet them at least halfway. You, you can't be a stickler about how things are, what practices you can and can't attempt. You got to be open to a suggestion, and that's if you want to be in the NFL. Like, your mindset could have changed now where you may not want to be in the NFL, and you're good with where you are. That's fine. But in, if you're trying to make it into the NFL, you should at least be meet, meet halfway. Yeah, and then, and then, you know, not just don't don't let it be the NFL setting the shop up. Let an owner, you know, you know, step out on that ledge. And I think all he all he really said at the end of the day is just give me a legit chance. Yeah. Let me come in. Let me comp let me compete. Give me a legit chance. If I if I got it, I got it. If I don't, I don't. But at least give him a real chance, not with any stipulations, not signing any contract or waiving anything like that. Just bring them in like you would bring any other quarterback in the training camp to give them a legit shot and then let the chips fall where they wait. Now, you might think that whoever team does this, then you're going to be looking at them like, why did you do this when you had the opportunity years ago? Um, but someone or somebody should just, hey, come into camp. I can't promise you anything. Well, that can promise you you get a fair chance, you know, a fair, a fair shot. If you got it, We'll put you on. If you don't, we'll say you don't, and then maybe somebody else will give him a chance. And I think I think that's what that's what he really wants, just a fair shot. Great. But let me ask you a question now. With all this is going on, do you no, I'm not even gonna ask that question because that's that's hypothetical. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna yeah. do that. I'm curious what's the question. No, I was gonna Shoot. say, do you do to be honest, it's really an easy question, but do you really do you think that he has more of a legitimate shot to make it into the NFL now than Cam? Anything's possible, and that's that's um, that's what I was thinking. That's where I was coming from. But the bigger question would be: Does he even want to? That, that was my that was my answer too. <laughs> yeah, Cam. You know, real biggest shot is that, you know, his injuries, you know, he's not been able to get to a team facility and get to the team doctors for them to really, you know, check him out and kick the tires to say, okay, we, we you know, we, we think he's good or we think he's a little ways off. So, I mean, all the other stuff with Cam, yeah, but 
I think that's the real thing is injury. Because, I mean, hell, if James Winston can get a goddamn backup job, and who knows with the with the comments that Drew Brees has been sitting out, he might be the starting QB in the Saints sooner than later. But um, if James Winston can get a job, shoot, Cam should be able to. I'm rephrase that. If James Winston can get an offer <laughs> to be a backup, then I think Cam should at least get that. But I, I wonder, and if and we go back to this, is if Cam does Cam is okay is Cam okay with being a backup, and that's where I think the biggest issue is with that. Probably not, but the pickings are real slim at the, <laughs> at this point. I mean, everybody got their you know for the most part their day one starters already on their roster, or at least who they perceive to be their day one starters. So. I don't know. We have to see when training camp comes and, you know, who gets injured and who doesn't. So, you know, you don't know. I agree. I agree. Well, I guess we got some time, uh, you know. The protesting is still going on, so I'm assuming that as long as people are out there, the NFL is still going to keep talking about it, and hopefully this won't be, this won't uh, fall into anybody's deaf ears. Um, I think the momentum is too great at this point, but we should definitely see. Yeah. So moving right along into the NBA and their proposed start of the season. And uh, I think they're starting in July. I think they're going to start training camp here in the next couple of weeks. Three weeks of training camp, and then they'll start playing games down in the ESPN uh, sports complex in Orlando. I believe. Yep, at Disney, yep. So what do you guys just take on a whole setup? Um, I know I said this the last time I was on how Dame Dame Dollar was, was crying over the fact that, you know, if he couldn't have playing games that he wasn't gonna play, blah 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 blah. And now he gets his wish. He better put his money where his mouth is, boy. Mm. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. You know, I'll come up short, nigga. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come up short. <laughs> you better do everything in your power to get that HC. But bigger than that, not to touch, not to take away from the NBA. But what's going on with Zion? <laughs> Is he about to be in some deep, deep trouble here? <laughs> Is he about to get Duke? <laughs> That clean program, <laughs> that squeaky clean Mike Krzyzewski into some serious, serious hot water. <laughs> I don't know, man. He got a, you know, he, I, last thing I saw, he did get a stay from all of this, you know, but, you know, eventually, unless they work something out, you know, he's going to have to sit in front of a judge and answer some questions, and that's the last thing he want to do. And I think that's the last thing the Duke organization wants. Because um, if he – let's call it a fuck spade spade. Some monies are probably passed around, and he ain't the only one. I mean, um, if you thought what happened or what perceived happened with the kid from Memphis, which I thought was just – they were really reaching on that point. Well, trust me, that stuff has been going on. I mean, all the stuff in Louisville and in Kentucky, we know what goes on. I mean, let's call it spade a spade. Um, Duke just never had anybody, you know, get caught out there, allegedly, <laughs> like that. And um, I don't know, Ace, man. I mean, Duke is your power squad. I mean, it, it'll probably get worked out somehow, but if this goes left, is really is not going to be so much more bad on Zion because he's already in the NBA and ain't nothing you could take from him winning the championships, so you right. can't snatch anything from him. But then it's going to put a put a spotlight on the Duke basketball program, and that's probably a a, a light that Coach K does not want to have shown on his program at all. Completely, you don't agree. know what the hell is going to come out that closet. Completely agree, like. He don't want to get into that. He don't want to fall into the Memphis trap of losing, um, like scholarships, and you know he he doesn't want to lose anything at this stage. His 
his legacy is, is on the line here if it goes left. Um, and he has to be careful. Um, like you said, Zion pretty much is in the NBA, so it's not going to be a, of a big issue. But from a Duke perspective, they're going to be under the microscope. And the NCAA, as much as they may not want to tarnish that Duke legacy, if they continue doing investigation and find something, they don't have any choice. <laughs> well, well, you're right. His legacy will be tarnished if uh, Coach K comes. If it comes down on Duke, and Coach K has to sit there and deal with the uh, the aftermath of all of this, um, will it stop recruits and big time players from going to Duke? Nah. You know, they'll just find different ways to funnel money to them. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> yeah, but they won't be the same as, you know, I mean, if they lose scholarships, they won't be the same. They will, I mean, they would, it would be, hmm. I just don't think they would be the same. I think that they would drop for a couple of years before they be built back up. At least, in, you know, if it happens. I mean, hell, look how, Calipari is supposed to be this this coach. We all know he ain't clean. Trust me. <laughs> he's far from squeaky clean. But for whatever reason, he still gets stopped recruits. I don't think it'll stop Duke from getting recruits. You know, it just it's just gonna have to go about it different ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, mean, no. Okay. I'm about to say. I, I mean. Kentucky, you know, they had a lot of one and duns go there. A lot of great one and duns go there. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, all that going just to just to play for a coach. I don't know, um, but Coach Duke, I can see some people wanting to go play for him just because he has that pedigree. But mm-hmm. I mean, it raised a lot of eyebrows when he got Zion, and then he went and got R.J. Barrett, and then he went and got you know the other kid. I can't think of his name right now. Cam Reddish. Um, Cam Reddish. And all one and done, and everybody, especially Zion, everybody was looking like. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's because Duke Calipari, uh, sorry, Coach K, for the longest time said he wasn't going to do one and done. But then he but, realized that he couldn't win championships because Kentucky and Kansas and all the other squads was doing that crap. And you know he got a he got a he had a image to, to keep up. So it's, it's like blue chips, but I'm not saying that's the case that happened here. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is blue chips. <laughs> yeah, this is blue chips. You're exactly right. This is blue chips. <laughs> Man, it's uh, it's crazy. It's great, and I mean, just just when um, NCAA threw a who they threw a, a a postseason ban on was it Oklahoma State? I, I believe it was. Um, because they had that deal with the, with the Adidas scandal and the, the whole nine yards. You know, it, it's just a matter of time. You know, the NCAA is just going from school to school to school. Duke may not get hit this season. <laughs> It'll be two or three years removed from when, uh, when Zion was there. But eventually, Duke is going to hit the fan. And then at that point, I think Coach K is going to retire. I'm going to say, like, he ain't tarnishing my shit because <laughs> you don't want to go out like um, – like say Paterno, though that's a, a really bad comparison considering how his tenure ended at Penn State football versus versus this. But you know, it's tomatoes, tomatoes, or apples and oranges. But I'm just saying he just doesn't want to go out, yeah, real bad. And that, yeah, that's that's just real crazy. But back to back to the NBA. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kind of go off kilter there. Um, what do you guys take on? What is it? The eight game playoff. Uh, Twenty two teams were invited, um, and I'm not sure how the playoffs. I don't think they're doing east and west. They're just taking the top teams and just kind of divvying them up and playing the playoffs that way. I believe. Uh, I don't, I don't think that's been confirmed yet. I don't. I think that was out there, but I don't. I haven't heard it was confirmed. Confirmed yet. Well, either way. I say it once before, Dane. Make the playoffs, sir. I know I, I ain't nobody. I'm just some fat nigga, you know what I'm saying? Excuse my language. <laughs> I ain't nobody. I'm just some 
fat cat from Maryland just talking crap. But look, man, he did all that whining. You're going to make Shaq seem like a prophet. <laughs> don't, uh, don't go out there and make Shaq seem like he knew what the heck he was talking about at the beginning of the season. You better, you better will that team in there, man. You better do something. You better trip somebody, you might twist somebody's ankle on another team. <laughs> Shit, you better watch out for the Pelicans. <laughs> Zion, Zion kind of pissed right now having to deal with all this crap. He might lead, he might overtake Memphis and Portland to get that AC. That would be shocking. I don't know. I don't know. But then again, I guess it depends on who's been utilizing their time off the best. I mean, um, for me personally, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you know, I was just telling, you know, Al before, you know, before our podcast started off, you know, there was live boxing on last night and I was thoroughly thrilled, even though it was a couple of snooze fests, but um, <laughs> I was thoroughly thrilled about it. Um, I'll be thrilled about the UFC, you know, fight Island next month, whenever, you know, when that starts off. Um, but for basketball, this ought to be interesting. Um, 22 teams, it's going to be eight games to start everything off, you know, then a play in and then, you know, the playoffs. Um, but like me, I mentioned, um, mentioned last week, I'm more curious about the setup because they're all going to be in a bubble mm-hmm. in in, um, in Disney at the ESPN Resort, which, by the way, I passed by it, and it's a beautiful resort. I didn't realize they had three basketball courts there, but mm-hmm. they do. I'm just more curious about how they're going to maintain and control this bubble environment the players are going to be into and what the players can and cannot do. Um, I think the games are going to still be good. It's going to feel like probably pickup games running at, you know, back when we were at, you know, upward bound going on, um, was it Douglas campus at that basketball court? You said people just running all night long and probably going to feel like that, like a big, you know, a whole bunch of pickup games. But however, I'll be, I'll be happy to see it. So are they intending to play, like, multiple games at the same time? Mm-hmm. That's what they want to have. Like. Yeah, they're going to have – they have three courts, and they're going to run games all at the same time on, th- on three um, courts. Huh. That should be interesting. And they'll, and they'll have crowd noise. <laughs> they'll have the squeaks in the – the oh shit, ah, from other games. No, nah, they, they, they was actually talking about um, I heard that they was talking about actually bringing in the 2K, um, um, the 2K um, audience, you know, like um, get, <laughs> recording the audience from using the 2K sounds from 2K20, um, NBA 2K20. They're going to use their sounds like the audience and everything in the background. Man, look, if, if, if a league wanted to be creative, they would – they would uh, get into partnership with one of these damn situations, Zoom or one of these Microsoft, uh, whatever they call themselves, or Hangouts or whatever. Oh, you're talking about like Teams and stuff. Yeah. And not so much broadcast people's uh, faces, but maybe where you could watch the game in front of your laptop or in front of some sort of computer where you have a mic and you could talk your crap. Yeah. And make that crowd noise that way. No. FCC would not allow that. Well, could it cuss him? Yes. <laughs> and, and everything else that goes on well, and on. Cameras. Well, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Now let's backtrack. What would the F- how could the FCC the FCC can't sit there and really regulate what's shown on cable TV? Hence the last dance, they sh- they played all the cussing and stuff on regular ESPN. That's cable network. They never really could monitor or control cable TV. They can monitor, control CBS, ABC, NBC. Mm-hmm. But cable, they have no control over cable. It's just that cable, they just made it so that cable was more friendly towards everybody. So maybe what they can do is maybe they could dedicate a channel to specific you know, for that specific feed, and then maybe have a more family-friendly type of channel where you can game it. Yeah. But that was too risky, man. It's too risky. 
I mean, but how's it any different than, you know, the, the player saying fuck on court and you hear it pick, picked up on the microphone, but they don't, they don't. And you barely hear that. And that's, and, and that's usually very low key and muffled. Um, I mean, I get it with the, the crowd noise, but just leave the, 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 the cussing out of it if you can find a way of doing that. Um, because where the games are going to be played, there's going to be some games played on ABC. FCC controls that. It ain't going to be that kind of talking right there. Oh, yeah, you agree. Agree. Well, maybe, of course, like I said, you could, you could broadcast it where you have – just like how they do the National Football Championship where they got the coach's corner, they got the bird's eye view shit, they got this over here. Five different channels just to watch one game. No, I get that aspect of it, but it's like I just the audio. I I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be comfortable like if I'm if I'm like if I'm like one of the TV networks. I wouldn't be comfortable with that. But you all could see what like it's similar to what um the NFL did with the draft because let's be honest, they had the Zoom picture of like the different fans. They just they, they just muted it. Long they, they had the fans showing their support for their teams each time Roger Goodell um, made the picks. You'll see like Cincinnati fans had their Cincinnati gear on and stuff like that, saying, you know, just doing that. But they have no audio whatsoever on there. So, you know what I'm saying? They could do something like that. That would work. But from an audio perspective, if you had like drunk guys up there, <laughs> you know, being participating, you never know what's going to happen. So I just don't see uh, the networks being okay with that. And 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 let and and, and uh, let's also remember, ESPN, ABC, and especially where they're playing at is Disney, owned by that mouse. <laughs> they would be like, no, <laughs> you ain't getting that by that family friendly mouse. Trust me. Man, this ruining what dream? I tell you. I mean, what they got with the last dance, I thought it was going to have the clean version on ESPN and then I the uncut too. version on ESPN+. Plus. How some of that stuff got out there, I was shocked. Maybe it was because it was on ESPN like 9 to 10 o'clock and they didn't think. I don't know. That surprised me. But it, it's too many un, you know, unknown variables that can slip in. Would I like to hear it? Maybe. Do I think ABC and, you know, Walt Disney, where they're playing at, is going to let that go? <laughs> uh, not likely. Damn Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and, A, why do you think that they're playing at Disney? <laughs> Screwing up something real nice and proper. Man, you're like, man, this is better than going to the game. <laughs> I got my own bathroom and I can still talk my crap. <laughs> hey, there was, um, who was it? Deshaun Jackson said, uh, maybe we should mic up the players on the field when they go back and we can't have any fans. And everybody shook their head was like, no. Because <laughs> you know, you, you know, Ace, it's, it was some real trash talking. Yeah. Some, some very colorful language that we used. <laughs> <laughs> Me slipping the N-word twice is, is nothing. <laughs> Might get a couple ERs up in that joint. <laughs> people sitting there like, ooh, this is not what we need right now. <laughs> That's why people get spit in the face. <laughs> so I'm surprised. Well, Disney is, is, is letting all this go. Just, I just don't see them. I agree with Smooth. I just don't see them at this stage being that okay with yes. doing that. What what are you guys is what do you think? How soon before you would feel comfortable going to another game? Whether it be football, basketball, baseball, whatever. High school level, college level, pro level. When is it with like going back to normal or well, just in general? Oh, in general. Like how how comfortable like here in Maryland, they just we're like in the towards the end of stage two where they just opened up dining in restaurants where you know 50% capacity, you gotta have social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. How comfortable are you guys even more so willing to go out to dinner versus even going to a game? Like what would you what would you feel more comfortable doing, say, next month if you had a choice? Or neither. 
Hmm. Um, if by next month, and I guess if you don't have any spike confirmed cases based on people going out for Memorial Day, especially with all the protesting, if you don't get no spikes then, then I guess I'll probably feel a little more comfortable with maybe dinner mm -hmm. outside. Um, as far as games, probably not until next year because I want to see if there's going to be any, as they might anticipate, any jump within, you know, end of October going into November. If we get to January and February and then, you know, pretty much it's gone down or it's very, very flat, then I'll probably feel a little more comfortable, you know, going, you know, going in there. But right now, probably at least for stadium games, I probably wouldn't want to go there until at least sometime next year. Yeah, um, to be honest with you, um, I wouldn't even feel comfortable until there's a vaccine for it. Um, once there's a vaccine um, for something like this, then I would that will be I would be more of a less you know. Um, at this stage, I agree, smooth. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, like the curve is gonna be different where it's going now. It's gonna be it's gonna take some time, like you said, with the protests going on. And with people out there that really have no care in the world, um, so, so that they, you know, could just do whatever, uh, I just don't see that happening anytime soon. I mean, I'm, I mean, to be honest with you, this weekend I was um, traveling from, um, I had to travel to um, to Memphis, Tennessee, and I had to make layovers in Houston. Both those places had no regard for for anybody. Like, especially Houston. And I'm not knocking, it was just that majority of people I've seen at the airport just didn't care. And at this stage, it just tells me that it's not gonna get to the point, we're not gonna be at a position where everything is gonna be opened up anytime soon. Um, and the way things are right now, it's gonna take a little bit longer um, before things get back to where they are. And, or at least to be in a new norm. So I really don't see, it's such a, a discrepancy um, <clears throat> where you have some states that are following the guidelines and you can see the curve going, curve is curving and going down or staying steady and then you'll see spikes. And this is gonna be telling no matter what, especially by the 4th of July, you're gonna see whether or not all this really made an impact and then what type of impact it did. Does it benefit us or does it delay us um, to get back to the new normal? And at this stage, you know, you have to be careful about everything. So I just don't see everything as far as the, it's good that the, the, the sports teams, like the NBA and all of them is doing what they're doing now to keep everybody isolated. But I think it's gonna take a while before they even open up their arenas again. And if they do, I wouldn't be surprised if they started off with 25 to 50% capacity first. Because I don't see it being a new norm um, where everything is back at 100%, at least not right now. You know what I wonder? Um, for example, when Toronto was making their run to the World Championship to win an NBA title, and you know how they had that outdoor space where the people were sitting there watching the game? Dinosaur Island. I could see where they could set up seats or put up little tables with social distancing and maybe sell those off as actual ways of seeing the game where they can have concessions and doing everything, having food brought out to them and allowing people to, uh, to be in the, in the arena itself. Um, I could see those types of things, those types of scenarios happening or maybe more NFL teams and more, um, and more teams in general, more sports, maybe offering outside TVs and maybe have it so that you may not spend a hundred dollars to go to an NFL game, but maybe you'll spend twenty five dollars to go in there and be on the premises to sit there and watch the game and still have the camaraderie being amongst fans and things of that nature. Now I can see that happening. How forward thinking teams are or leagues are, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But um, if restaurants can do it, I don't see why 
these sports teams at least haven't given it much thought. To be honest, NFL can do it. I mean, they do part of it already. Like, you've got the tailgating to science. Why not just put the TVs out, the monitors outside, a big enough monitor where you could tailgate and watch the game there? You could pay for the parking. You can tailgate and watch the games all in the safety of your car. Yeah, but then, but you know, a lot of those folks make, take the tailgate to like a next level. Like it's, you got different groups of people getting together and doing what they're trying to do. I mean, you don't really have that social distancing aspect of it all. You know? yeah. But then again, being outdoors, maybe the risk is a little bit smaller. Yeah. But in, or you can confine it where everybody stay in their particular locations. Like, let's say, for example, you could designate, like, yo, you have to be two car space, parking spaces from each other. As long as you, they have the actual capacity for a full, you know, um, NFL arenas, most NFL arenas have the capacity for parking where they styles in the parking spots. Mm-hmm. And they can limit that to like two or three parking spots. And then, you know, your families can come there, whoever you want to bring. And then you can celebrate and watch the games in your conference of your car. In a way, you don't have to do a lot of tailgating per se, but you can turn it into like a dine-in movie with football. Yeah, I can see that. And, and they'll charge, charge for, the for that parking exactly. I hear parking is already 50 or 70 damn, 30 to $50 to park anyway. True. Sure. Some sort of money. Uh, me personally, I wouldn't do it because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do all that and pay all that money to go tailgate when I can do this and not go in the stadium and watch the damn game. And I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna save my money <laughs> and be right at home. However, I do agree with you, Ace. There's gonna probably be some creative ways for um, teams to do it. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. There's there's gonna be some people in the stands. It's probably it's gonna probably be less than 50% capacity because that's the only way you can guarantee, you know, seating distances. Um, there will be some concessions sold. And I'm speaking from a person that works in the, you know, food catering business, you know, business, there are preparing for that aspect of having less than 50% people in the stadiums and spacing. But like you said, you know, Ace, you can have, some people out in the in the parking lot. Maybe you won't have a whole parking lot full. Maybe you can only have it to twenty five cent capacity, and people can tailgate that way. But you have to be spaced. I mean, and you can have the big screens like how we were at um in Philadelphia at the um that sports complex. Yeah, These white yeah. screens out there. A lot of a lot of teams already have the big screens outside where you can sit there and watch, but you have to be spaced. So. The NFL is going to find ways of getting people there. It won't be the same way that we've known it in the past, but I think as of right now, you will see people in the stands because people are going to want to go. Um, you are going to see people probably out tailgating because people are going to still going to do that, but it'll probably be probably more than we think, but it won't be as big as I think people may because I think the NFL or the teams will have to limit who can be in the stadium and then limit who can be in the parking lot. Right. Well, I think that the people that's going to be limited into the stadium most likely would be the people that have season ticket holders. Because those are the ones that, of course, get that president. So I could see them being the ones that get the opportunity to be in the stands first. Oh, probably so. They're probably they still Because they still want that money. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And what better way to what better made to promote it as yo, know, you know, since you're our season ticket holders, you will be in the stands to cheer on to your team. Like that would be that would be what they I could see them be that being their selling point for them. Exactly. Marketed that way, saying that, you know, we're gonna jazz it up where now you won't have seats, you'll have a section. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> It'll, it'll be interesting to see how things kind of progress uh, with NFL. I think their training camp is set to be open 47 days before the first game, so they're still marching straight ahead with uh, status quo. That, and it was crazy how they said we're, we're, we're continuing status quo regardless. 
<laughs> and I got to commend the NFL. You know, they 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 stood the course. They managed their draft. They thought it would go poorly, and it went off without a hitch. And I think they're going to prove a lot of people right, I guess. Well, they, they really had nothing to lose. The, the Super Bowl was done before the pandemic crashed. I mean, came down. So basically, nothing really bumped them up. The only major concern was how it's going to handle the draft. Right. Um, so by the time you really get to OTAs, you can kind of have, you can not have them. But the real training camp is going to be in July. So now they're going to say everybody has to be in their team facility. So you can kind of at least to a certain degree manage that. Um, but yeah, I mean, NFLs, they operate like we're still going on, you know, you know, beginning of September with game one mm -hmm. as if nothing is going to change until right now, until you see a major, you know, spike or like a huge wave, they're going to operate as if, you know, that's it. I'm more curious to see how college football, cause I still believe there will be a college football season in some form or fashion. I'm just curious to see if all teams are going to be participating. Well, dude, what, they've already, they've already started. Uh, players have already started reporting to college. Yeah, Alabama, yeah. Alabama had like five cases of coronavirus. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah, certain teams have already, you know, got some players in quarantine right now. That now that's that's what I'm going to find to be interesting moving forward in all sports, and I, this will be like the last thing we'll talk about. Before we wrap it up, how especially like the NBA, are they going to expand rosters? Um, NFL, MLB, and I say that because if you are fine today but sick tomorrow, or if you have twelve players on the NBA team and six get sick tomorrow, who are they going to go find to fill the team? And continue with the season in case of doomsday scenario. Well, they already came out with their schedule for the um, for the rest of the NBA season, um, including the playoffs, the draft lottery, the free agency, and all that. So, well, what um, happens if players get sick while they while they try to finish out the rest of the schedule? Well, that's the thing. So, J June twenty second is that's where they're going to start the coronavirus testing um, mm -hmm. in the NBA. Um, then they'll find out who, you know, who's okay and who's not. Um, then they'll have it till June 30th for training camp to begin in wherever they're at. Um, then they have it till July 7th, because July 7th, they got to travel to Orlando. So they have roughly about a month. Um, after they get the corona testing on June 22nd, they have it till July 7th to see if, they're, if their person is tested positive or um, – if they are to find a replacement until July 7th before they all travel to Orlando. So the um, NBA season starts on the 31st of July. So they have some time to figure out who has it, who doesn't, and then what they have to do to fill out their, their roster before they travel to Orlando. Yeah. My guess is, you know, I'm with you out. Ain't, ain't nobody stepping foot on a plane to go down to Orlando if they're, if they haven't been tested if not the day before, <laughs> a few days before. So I don't think anyone is traveling that hasn't been tested and it came out as um, negative for the virus. So, and but my more concern is not people getting there, but like you said, Ace, what happens if that scenario happens when you're in a bubble, if someone tests positive? Um, exactly. I, that's a really good question. Um, right now, they're saying they're going to have routine testing um, on a well, I think on a daily basis, um, if not once per day, once before and once after, but I think at least once per day for every player, I mean, coaches that come in there. Um, yeah, no. I, to be honest, I could see them, I could see each team having a contingency plan of players, a list of players who they feel as though that they can help contribute if one of their players, for whatever reason, um, comes down with the coronavirus, um, almost like being injured. To say, I'm pretty sure that they have a list of potentials where they can go and say, okay, um, this person may be out, so we may have to look at someplace else. Or we may have a two-way player that we want to convert to a full player 
um, and bring him aboard and just, you know, make sure that they're tested as well, make sure that they're negative, and then we'll just immediately bring them down. I could see them using their two-way players or whatever roster that they have where they may bring in someone from the G League from their affiliates um, to help out, fill out the roster. What about the G League? Yeah, but the uh, the overall, uh, the plan is, you know, once they get to Orlando and get into that quote-unquote bubble, you're not leaving until, A, you're not allowed to play anymore, or, or B, <laughs> there's a, you know, champion crown. So once you're there, you're there. <laughs> you're there, and you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> well, I just hope that – I just hope that the, the players who did their protesting, you know, remained safe and took precaution and didn't do anything too reckless or too stupid to, to jeopardize themselves or any other teammates. I don't want to end up being like an old boy from Utah. <laughs> and uh, – Go bear. <laughs> yeah, you know. So with that being said, it, it's this everything is gonna be just real interesting to just kind of follow and see how things progress. I mean, I guess there's no other real way, you know, real way to put it other than interesting because it's just interesting times that we live in. So Oh, and, and even a more note, I think major league soccer is going to be playing down in Orlando as well. And they're setting up they're setting up a quote unquote bubble for for their league to get started. Interesting that nobody wants to do anything in Arizona or Texas or or any of those real warm weather states. To be honest, like out of all of them, I thought I I figured that everything was going to either be happening in Orlando or in California. I just didn't. I mean, because. Orlando has the capacity, like you said, with Disney World, when we talked about this a while back, with Disney World being the way it is right now, they have the space to do something. And I think that they can accommodate all the sports that's available at this stage, with the exception of maybe football, but definitely like the NBA, Major League, soccer. Baseball, they do spring training down there too. Dude, like, how is Orlando so big? <laughs> it's Huge. It is huge. <laughs> it's, I was down there in you know in December for Christmas. It's it's big, but the idea where they're putting them on resorts where you can be very self-contained and trust me, when you get on one of those resorts, uh, you can be right there. You can eat, go to one place to eat, go back to your room. There's a pool. There's golfing. You can stay right in one of those resorts, and you'd be good. And I have to really go anywhere. And I think Disney can offer that yes oh so they can offer the same for mls and they can offer the same for what other small type of league i don't know if they like you said i don't think they could do football unless they use high school high school fields around the way no it's too many teams but i mean the way major league you know soccer can run games and they can run games on a continuous basis as far as basketball and you keep the the numbers low Mm -hmm. then you can do that football would be just a a, a nightmare, <laughs> especially with what about fifty players on <laughs> each team coming down there? Mm-hmm. More like seventy-five. Yeah, that's true too. If not more, no, it's, they have a fifty-six, fifty-six. But anywho, fellas, as we are, as we ran late and we're <laughs> running later than normal, uh. I guess we can go ahead and call it an evening. Um, I'm sure this time next week we'll have some either, you know, some more uh, interesting things to discuss and uh, with more updates for basketball and baseball. Definitely baseball. We didn't even get the chance to touch on baseball, but. Woo! So fireworks going on over there, boy. Right. <laughs> As you said, E. F you, pay me. <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll definitely be touching Major League Baseball first thing next week because I'm sure we'll have some sort of news one way or the other. Uh, but with all that, we're, tell everybody where you guys can be found. Uh, you can find me on – go ahead. All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Uh, you can find me on, on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, uh, J.E. Ross, number seven. 
You can find me on Twitter, uh, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. So, without uh, any more fanfare and shout-outs and all that good stuff, everybody, look, man, we appreciate you showing us love and listening in and providing us with feedback. But make sure you guys stay safe in your respective states. I know things are starting to open up a bit, but... Just be mindful of your surroundings. Be mindful of everything that's going on and just wear a mask. You know, it's not so much about you. It's about the next man because you don't know what the next man or woman has. So you don't want to, well, we know the drill. Just wear a mask. I hear this crap every day at the Department of Health. I continue to spew it every day while working at the Department of Health. So I can't stress that enough. So stay safe and we'll definitely look forward to Talking again next week for another episode of Guys Talking Sports.